0: trusting yourself and loving yourself, at least for me, that, those are the big things. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it, it does feel different. And I, I mean, I, Mm. I guess anybody else who maybe has gone through like an experience like that, where you kind of maybe spent most of your time or your life, even on a subconscious level, like Mm -hmm. doing things for some sort of external validation, um, it's, not as fulfilling as when you are like truly doing things from a place of like love for yourself. Like it really does all of it just feels different. And, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's worth it.
1: Welcome back to boundaries and grace. My name is Taylor Chandler. And I'm a licensed therapist and I'm a coach. I help people break toxic relationship patterns. And one way I help to do that is through groups Denise is here with me today, and she completed a round of Release the Rags, a group that's focused on leaving things that are no longer serving you and moving on with your life. So Denise is going to tell you about her experience and her journey of self-development, which started before me for sure which I love because she came into group with such a wealth of knowledge already and so committed to the work that she was doing with herself and she brought so much to the table so I think you're really going to enjoy what she has for you I'll see you at the end all right well can you start by telling me how you ended up in Release the Rags why was it something you even decided to do?
0: I, I saw it as like a continuation of a healing journey that I've been on for a couple of years. And, you know, it started off like my journey in general started off with just, you know, searching Instagram or words and topics or ideas or things that people had mentioned to me about what might be going on and just kind of getting an understanding of what it was and then um i guess after doing a lot of like work on my own then i just felt like it was like okay i'm kind of you know pointing out or, or seeing some areas that need to be worked on um you know with, like how do i grow from that now you know like how do i implement these things and apply these things and um i think that was Part of the messaging that I had read uh, that you had shared, I think it was on Instagram, that, you know, made me inquire about it. Because it was like, okay, so here's some areas that I know I need some work on. But, like, how do I go about doing that? You know, I needed some some guidance, some tools, mm-hmm. uh, some tactics, you know, to help me um, to get through that, to you know, move forward. Yeah. it can be, like, so much,
1: right? <laughs> like, when you're first starting. <laughs> yeah like discover all of these things and like all of, like triggers like oh now we know about our triggers or the things that really make us feel bad or sad and we notice our patterns and then we're like well what the hell am I supposed to do like
0: now that it's all yes, out there absolutely it was like you know is it this is it that it was like I was you know putting you know labels I guess on everything like this is a problem, this is a problem, this is the problem. Is the problem. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of, you know, like distilling that down and really understanding, um, I guess, like on, a, on like a deeper level. Like it wasn't necessarily like, you know, something I said or something I did or something the other person said or did. Like it was, it, it goes deeper than that. And it wasn't just about like that relationship with the one person, but just like mm-hmm. how we are in relationship with everybody in life
1: that's a really important point that you're starting us off with in the first two minutes. Okay. Um, because what you're saying is like to not that, like the real solutions that it sounds like people are looking for, like you were looking for, isn't in like one incident, not one breakup, not one like catastrophe, not one job loss. It's like, no, this is a, these are patterns of behaviors that you've already had it's just that one kind of one We usually have like one big wake up, like a big shake up kind of thing. Did you have one of those yeah. or like, how did you, was it a slow kind of coming into awareness or for you, did you have something and you don't have to share like what it is. You can share whatever it is that you want, but, mm-hmm. um, did you have like a, like one big moment or was it a slow coming into awareness?
0: Um, there was like one moment that kind of like woke me up to things, but then I think the rest of it was kind of slow. So I, I was um, inquiring, I was, I was having like a, a free session with somebody who's like a, a, a functional therapy practitioner or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I was having some issues with like protein absorption and uh, my iron levels and like I don't know something random like that and when I was talking to her she kept asking me questions about like my home environment you know what mm-hmm. What do I do for work where do I live and you know all these kinds of questions that I was just I was kind of you know tiptoeing t- t- around just wondering like why is she asking me all this this mm-hmm. is like not even you know what I'm inquiring about and then I kind of you know like along the way I started to kind of share more about, um, you know, I guess like home life or what was going on. And she kind of, she basically pointed out, and this is someone I didn't really know very well or anything. And she said, you know, it sounds like some of the communication that you're receiving or the things that are being told to you, it's, it's a form of manipulation. And I think that I, I didn't really understand that or realize it because it was kind of, um, subtle. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't, you know, like I wasn't being forced to do anything crazy or, you know, something that I guess would have been obvious to Mm -hmm. somebody who was like, oh, Mm -hmm. you're totally being used and manipulated by this person. But it was just, you know, little, little things that, um, that I didn't realize. And I think that some of the interactions, you know, with in that situation, um, certain aspects about my personality would get pointed out as being a problem so then it was kind of like well i'm i I, i'm a problem here i'm i'm the one who needs to change or fix or whatever Mm. um and and, you know and that i think kind of maybe uh being aware of some of what my personal insecurities were that he knew like which buttons to push or like Uh what to say to kind of you know, um, make me feel bad or stuff. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was, that was a big one. And then yeah. from there I started, I, I think I finally opened up to one friend about some things that were going on. And then she was like, you know, maybe he's a narcissist. So I started watching all these videos and, you know, trying to pay attention to his behavior and things that he would do, um, to determine like, is that the problem or not? Or, you know, um, I think the, the biggest thing for me was kind of getting to a point where instead of just seeing myself as a problem in like all of these situations and thinking like, Oh, I'm, I'm the problem here. It was more about like accepting responsibility for my part in things, but not taking blame for everything. Wow. So it was, you know, like, even though I was experiencing these, these things in this situation with another person, like there were things that I did and didn't do that contributed to it so um that was really important for me to acknowledge i think because i always did come from a place of just like blaming myself for everything you know Mm -hmm. like you just you know you think you're the problem Mm -hmm. um but i also i also you know for for good or bad reasons or whatever for that being like a, a character trait of mine um to not automatically think the other person is wrong or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, you know, like I said, just about like accepting the responsibility. But then also understanding that he's just a human also and whatever sort of, you know, defense mechanisms or things that I learned to do you know people pleasing and things Mm -hmm. like that whatever it was that I learned was like well this is how to keep people around or Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. keep friends keep relationships like you know he figured out whatever worked for him to protect himself from whatever or whatever and so you know I'm like as I'm learning these things about myself and I'm like you know he hasn't done that and so he um he's still just you know reacting I guess yeah um so and, and so part of that process was also kind of I think um, as I was learning and growing, it was like okay, well, if I were to show have shown up differently in this relationship, would things have been different? And mm-hmm. because it was a situation that I was living with him, so uh, no, it wasn't like I could just like cut off communication or connection to that person. It was like you know, well, maybe I'm going to give him an opportunity to grow through this as well, and then. If he does, great. And if he doesn't, then at least I know that I, I, I guess it's kind of like I tried <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or that I, uh, yeah, I don't want to say it's like, oh, I, you know, like I tried, I did everything that I could, but just that I didn't just say, you're a problem, yeah. this is bad behavior and wrong. And so I'm, I'm jumping ship. It was like, you know, let me make some effort mm-hmm. first. Just to understand I guess like the whole situation a little bit better Yeah, um, and then you know and then the journey continues because it's like okay when we talk about boundaries um, and things like that it's like okay you, I'm recognizing where I don't have any now I need to put that in place but then it's the follow through if this person continues to to um, you know, violate or step over not acknowledge or respect my boundaries you know then then what are you going to do about right. it and that That's where I'm at now. It's like, okay, I recognize where I didn't have boundaries, where I needed to put boundaries in place and how to actually follow through with that and not just revert back to, you know, okay, never mind, whatever you want, whatever you want. Yeah.
1: Wow, thank you for, like, just sweeping through that process. Like, I think when (laughs) I was hearing you, I was kind of like, hearing benchmarks in there like and I kind of in my own mind was like okay that was phase one there was phase two there's was phase three Right, like I was kind of seeing it as that you just swept through it so nicely and I'm hearing you say that now it's about upholding and maintaining all of this progress that you've made because you've made so much something you said that I want to ask you about um which I think is like profound is something that and and I really mean that because it's something that like people like us where we we know that until we get to the point that I'm gonna remind you that you made (laughs) until we get to this point it we're we're very self-blaming but you said that you balanced taking responsibility but not taking blame and I think that that is incredibly important as an concept. It's a pro it's a whole process, right? Like you know that. It's a whole process getting to that like point. But if we can just kind of glue that concept to the wall, that's like a pillar of of healing and this kind of work. Being able to manage your own part, but also not taking blame. And so the question I have for you is this what is the balance between managing your insecurities and removing yourself from an unhealthy situation? How do you know if, how did you know if it was just something that like, like a pain point for you, a trigger for you, or if you were really with someone that was malicious or toxic or narcissistic?
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Um, I think that in my mind, when I would think about, like, you know, a toxic relationship or somebody who is narcissistic, we have these, like, big, grand, if I'll use that word, ideas of what that's going to look like, you know, someone who's really, like, loud and demanding or just, you know, I, I'm a pretty passive person, so it really doesn't take a whole lot to, um, you know, be, be louder and bigger than me. Um, but I think because it, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't being physically hurt or being called a lot of names or anything like that. But I, I guess I always thought that it had to be something big like that for mm-hmm. it to be that big of a problem. So yeah. it was, you know, since it was such small little subtle things, I did at first kind of take some or maybe too much blame thinking that you're just too sensitive. Um, you know you're you're not experienced in these types of relationships. You need to grow a backbone and like stick up for yourself and and things like that. And um, I think it honestly, I think it that it was only when I talked to other people and you know shared some of it that I I kind of felt a little bit. And and this is at the very beginning, so I know that I was still kind of seeking other people's like, opinions or, um, like, confirming that what I was experiencing was either normal or not normal, Mm -hmm. or, you know, okay, like, you know, because I I was always such a a passive, like, people-pleasing, go with the flow kind of thing, like, I, I, you know, not one to argue, you know, I don't like screaming matches, I you know, my my fighting is more like I'm mad at you, I'm not gonna talk to you for a minute and then we'll come back to this. but I'm not I don't yell, like things like that. So um when those situations would come up, you know, comments would be made like, uh just that, you know, you don't engage enough or um, you know, I'm just really passionate about this and so that's why I get so loud. And so it was kind of I was taking it as that, you know, I'm inexperienced. I don't know what I'm doing or I just, you know, Mm -hmm. this is, this is a normal thing. It's just not something that I've experienced before. So Mm -hmm. when I started sharing with people, some of the like specific uh, situations or um, Mm -hmm. interactions that would happen, there was a little bit of me at the time where I was just, I just needed somebody just to confirm for me, like, is this normal? And I'm just, you know, I just, like a, a fish out of water and don't know how to handle it. Or yeah. is this, you know, inappropriate, uh, somewhat abusive, manipulative, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was the first, I guess, understanding that, that I needed to have. Yeah. Um, and that And then it was kind of, you know, doing that work about, well, what, how would I want it to go instead? You know, like if I'm not happy with this and you know, what do you want? Cause I don't think I ever really had like, honestly thought about that and answer that because it was always just wanting to make sure the other person was happy. And so like, that was what I brought to the relationship was I'm easy going and I, I'm not going to fight with you. I'm not going to argue with you. Um, so it really was uh, a lot of it was just, getting to know myself better and, and learning myself um, and what I did want to, or like, what I was willing to put up with and what I definitely am not willing to put up with. Um, and, you know, and I, I think that's going to be different for everybody um, to a certain extent. So I had to get clear on that first and then to understand, regardless of how severe the, you know kind of treatment i was receiving was if it was more than i wanted then that was the answer that i needed and i hope that answers your question
1: <laughs> so i was with you until that last sentence i was like wh- what does that mean uh, the treatment you're receiving was more than what you wanted what does that mean exactly
0: um I guess it's, you know, uh, I de- okay, let me see. How do I explain that? I, I guess like when I when I would look at other relationships and like how they function, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, you know, when people do like the whole like relationship goals thing and like we have this idea of like what we want or what we think we want. It's all mm-hmm. like this kind of surf- surface level kind of things. Um, I had never really done any kind of, actual like digging about like what do I want to feel what do I want to experience mm-hmm. what do I not want to experience mm-hmm. in a relationship and so I think like just for example like when I said you know that I'm I'm too passive right I don't get passionate enough or loud enough or yeah, I don't yell when we're fighting um some people like this might like be how they are, or who they are. And, you know, they, like, they yell at each other. I have a friend who's like this with her husband, like they will, they yell at each other. They get really loud, but mm-hmm. it doesn't, but that's just how they work things out or work things through. And that's not how I work. And that's not mm-hmm. how I want to fight with my partner. So um, I guess that's not necessarily bad or toxic or, you know, in, in that, in that relationship for that couple but for me it's not something that I want um, mm-hmm. and so you know just because he exhibited some actions or behaviors didn't necessarily make him bad or wrong it was just we were just not meshing well in, the, in that area um, got you does that does that kind of make sense
1: yeah and now it all makes sense <laughs> it all makes sense because what you okay said, yeah yeah and thank you I I There are two things that you said. One I'll point out, and the other is kind of going to take us into this next part of this conversation. Well, one thing I really like that's happening right now is that you're so open about your personality um, and the way that you describe yourself as passive. So I did... An episode, I record an episode with Whitney, and you know Whitney. We were all in group mm-hmm. and you all have such different personalities, right? Like you could tell that. Yeah. And I just really like the that we're able to see that it's a range of us. There's a range of us that experience the same problems the same patterns in relationships like this doesn't only happen to people who are uh quote unquote too much or too little of anything like it's it's everybody (laughs) like everybody's kind of in the same boat it can like you can get kind of caught up in those kinds of patterns no matter what your personality is like and I point that out because I think that it's easier to see how people get into kind of like these toxic patterns when they do describe themselves as passive. I think it's easier, easier for us to see it, see it happen, but it happens with people who are extraordinarily assertive, um, in other areas of their life. And so I just wanted to point that out that I appreciate that because it just, it's just everybody. It, It doesn't like, you know anybody can kind of get caught up <laughs> in in betraying themselves essentially is what i'm saying you know like no one is immune yeah, to yeah
0: and i that mean uh when i when i first understood that or i, I saw an example of that mm-hmm. um that it was somebody who i was following on instagram this was you know a couple of years back um you know so she's she that was big following um you know she. Coaches on, you know, uh, not, I'm, I'm not even sure of the specifics, but it's, you know, like women empowerment kind of kind of topic, you know, mm-hmm. generalized. And she had shared something about, you know, a previous narcissistic relationship and on and on and on. And I was just like, whoa, I never would have thought someone like her would be in a relationship like that or would have gone through something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I guess that was a little bit of that kind of, you know blame on my on my part thinking like, oh, it's because you're this type of person that mm-hmm. you ended up in this way and if and if you were different then it wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. And so that that first example, seeing that, kind of opened it up for me to like realize or kind of understand and um give myself a little bit of uh grace I guess that, yeah. you know, it's not it wasn't my fault, you know, it's nobody's really like at fault. Um and that anybody could end up in in a situation like this, you know, and it wasn't something like specific to me. Right. Wow. That is important. Another
1: thing you said at the beginning, um, you were answering that question was that when you started to share some of the specifics of the situation, the relationship that you were in, that it was, you didn't use the word validating, but that's the word that's coming to my mind. And that kind of brings me to my next question or point, whatever. Um, when that, when you, we do start to get honest with people about what is happening, and that for I think most of us, that's really our first step into the, in the healing journey is connecting, because these situations, relationships, these patterns are so isolating. Um, and I know that yeah. um, there's a lot of shame that is attached to these types of relationships and these types of patterns, um, and which prevents us from sharing with people what's really going on. So I want to know in sharing it with group and release the rags that we did. That we, so when we wrap it up last weekend, um, what was that experience? Cause that wasn't the first time that you shared um, with people like your, your experience, but in this situation, what was that like for you having already done some work on your own and then coming in and sharing with a new group of strangers? What was that like?
0: Um, I knew, I, I feel like I, I knew the, the likeliness that going into that, that there would you know probably be some, some people who were just getting started and were just looking for any kind of answers or like you had said, you know, the validation part of it was, you know, um, they're just now being honest with, you know, their their situations and, um, you know, looking, looking for help. So I, I thought as I'm going to continue to learn and grow, but then hopefully I can be some kind of support or even like an example to somebody who's just getting started that, Mm -hmm. you know, the journey is ongoing and that, uh, that the, you know, the growth, like, you know, it it takes time. Um, but that it's, it's worth it. Um, I, I am a very, I'm an introverted type of person. You know, like I have like a small circle of friends. I don't just like open up and share with everybody. So actually being in groups like that isn't the easiest thing for me to do. Mm -hmm. But I also, I also really do enjoy it and value it. Um, you know, I think the more that we share with each other and, um, you know, are open and honest with each other, like the more that we see, we have more in common than we realize. Yeah. You know, like we're we're all, we're coming from, you know, different parts of this country and in other countries. And yet mm-hmm. we're all, we have this, you know, this common thing that we're working on right now. And mm-hmm. it, um, it, does, it feels, uh, there's like extra support from it. You know, you know, it's like you know, we're all seeking the same kind of help, but we're all giving each other the, you know, support at the same time, like regardless of where we're at in the journey. And um, I think that's been really helpful for me with moving forward and not just doing the solo work. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. How we doing so far? <laughs> if you're interested in joining, release the rags like Denise did. I have the interest form linked in the show notes below. It is super short, just your name and your email address. After you send that in, I'll be in touch with you about the upcoming dates and to answer any questions that you have. And of course, you'll get a really good idea of if group is a good next step for you. So that's below. Fill that out if you're interested. And if so, I'll talk to you very soon. All right, let's get back to it. Yeah. It's like the simultaneous process of giving and receiving, like it's all happening at the same time, like in that, in the group process that we had together where you're able to receive the things that you intentionally sought after and you're able to give to other people because you're able to see like how people are in different parts of their journey and have different, have definitely had different experiences and at the same time, the same experience and Group is like very magical in that way, where where mm-hmm. you it's like it covers this this range of personalities and people and places and but at the same time it's like all the same thing. Uh, I just think it's interesting yeah. how, that, how that all kind of comes together like that.
0: And also because we all do come from you know different walks of life, our perspectives on things are going to be different. Mm-hmm. So maybe somebody might. Ask a question or respond to something with something that is like really valuable, but you know, you wouldn't have heard it otherwise, or maybe I wouldn't have thought to ask that question. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I think it opens up, um, the the opportunity for learning even more. Yeah,
1: I think of it like, like everyone's kind of a, a mirror of like a mirror for ourselves. And I think even if, like, someone mm-hmm. says something that you disagree with and, like, and literally just on, like, a, a, a conceptual level, like, nothing – it's, like, nothing personal, right? Like, sometimes people say something that you're, like, yeah, nope, I wanna do that. <laughs> or, like, I would never – you know, I wouldn't say it like that. I would never approach it like that. Or I just wouldn't do it at all. Um, you know, we can – it's not like everyone – is always in agreement with how to do something or in agreement with how someone might have done something or a suggestion or advice or whatever. Um, but even that is really good information. Like I think in, a, in in groups when you hear something that is not aligned with who you are still, that's giving it's giving you information about like, oh, there's a reason why I wouldn't do it like that and what is that about for me, you know? It's kind of like a double reflection.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like um, with me not being really good with confrontation for the most part. Like, it, um, getting getting to a point where I could even like have a conversation with somebody about something that was bothering me. Mm-hmm. It, it was a huge step, you know. So when you hear somebody sharing about a, uh, you know, the the things they said to the person, or you know, like or the. How they went about enforcing certain boundaries. It was just like, whoa, I never thought, or I, I don't know if I would ever do that, or you know, I, I never thought that I would do something like that, but it kind of like makes you think, like, well, maybe I could. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but for, for, I guess, like, for me, you know, like I said, being, being a non confrontational passive kind of person, you know, confronting somebody or being honest with somebody, like, that's really hard and scary. Um, so, finding a way to, to do that that, you know, is comfortable for you, you know, seeing how other people have gone about doing it kind of mm. opens up these, you know, ideas of possible ways um, to handle it. Yeah.
1: I have a question. It's, it's going to sound maybe off topic. Okay. Um, but I wonder, is there any other word besides passive that you feel is an accurate fit mm-hmm. for you that describes similar similar qualities, but is a different, Maybe even more accurate word.
0: It's it's funny you say that because I was just having a conversation with my mom about taking like a, a writing class or something, or I get to expand my vocabulary, some words, use some different descriptive words. It's like you find one, and then you end up just like using it over and over.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That's funny that, we, that you just said that.
0: Conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so. I I'm starting to, or I, I, I have been, I guess, uh, looking at or viewing the way that I show up in the world as just being like what it is and not being like a good or bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so when it comes to things like, when I say like I'm non Mm confrontational um, I think it's like, you know, when I would, like with the with the the previous relationship with with the ex, he would want to if something upset him or if there was a topic we were disagreeing on, he wanted to like sit down right now and like hash it out, temper flaring and everything. And I'm more, I guess, I don't know, contemplative or um, like I need a day at least or just a little bit of time to to think about the thing. Um, think about how I feel about it mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. be able to come up with a response for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not like very reactionary in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for a long time, I thought that was a bad thing because of the way that it was, you know, described to me or complained about, you know, from the other person. Um, and, you know, and somewhere along the journey, I just learned, you know, like we're all different and we all, Process things differently um our reactions to things are different you know um I don't usually say the first thing that comes out of my mind that comes to my mind um like I think about it before I respond and stuff so that's that's kind of what I mean about being passive it's like I'm I'm, I'm not very uh I guess uh that you know the knee-jerk reaction thing doesn't come out of me so um yeah, so when I, when I use that word, I don't necessarily mean it in a negative way or in a bad yeah. way. just in, That's just kind of like my personality and how I am. Um, like, if I disagree with somebody, I'm not going to jump right in and go like, no, you're wrong because of this. Like, I'll think about it. Um, and to, you know, I don't know if internalize it as the right word. But... Um, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. You know, b- before I respond. Yeah. Okay. I... Thank you
1: for the breakdown. Um, I'm going to do what I, I'm just, I literally, I just, it's like, I can't help myself, Denise. You know, I can't help myself. I just had to point it out. And I just wonder if moving forward, because yeah. um, two words that I wrote down that came to my mind as you were describing that were essentially the same thing. They're synonyms for each other, contemplative and thoughtful. Like those words to me, those are words that I think are really accurate descriptions of, of you. Like passive feels like it doesn't matter either way when, when really you, it does matter Ooh. to you, like what way you're going. And you do take a lot of time. You are very active in your, in your healing and your journey. You're very like, um, super engaged with other people, super attentive. Like that's a very active role. And I don't. Yeah, I, I just. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't feel. I don't get passive. I really. I don't get passive. <laughs> I just.
0: I, I feel like that. That is something that I've known about myself since I was really young. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, am very observant. Um, you know, and I would yeah, maybe good word. see an interaction between people, and I feel like I could. I could see what was going on here and like with their, their disagreement, you know, it's like, they're, they're arguing the same point. They're just saying it differently to each other, but neither one of them can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I just, uh, it's, it, it serves me well and not yeah. so well at different times, depending, depending on how it, how it has shown up. But, um, But, you know, like I, as I said, just kind of learning to reframe the way that I describe myself, Mm -hmm. um, because like you said, like, like with the word passive, like when I would describe myself all the time, it was kind of like always these these negative things about me that, you know, like, oh, you're, you're so shy, you're so quiet, you're, you know, like these kind of things, as if it were bad things. They're like, no, you're just contemplative, (laughs) you're, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you just before you speak, you know, whatever it is, but it doesn't mean
1: like it's a, it's, it's a bad thing. Right. Okay, so we're on the same page. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> now that we got that out the way, just a random little side, side route thing that we just went on, but I thought that was important. What surprised you about this group um, or about yourself in the process or both? Anything surprising?
0: Um, I think that I, for, you know, especially these last two years, there was like a mix of feeling like I needed to fix myself or change my something about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like constantly wanting to do more, learn more, implement more. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, uh, so going into the group, um, or I guess like, like through the process, it was a a little bit like reaffirming to myself that I have learned and grown a lot from what I've done already Mm -hmm. and that I don't necessarily need to keep starting over, Mm. (laughs) um, with you know, uh, this, this, this growing process. It's like, you know, you've already, you know, planted the seeds and you've been watering it. You just have to keep watering it and watch it grow. Like you don't have to keep going back to Mm. step one, which I, I, you know, I found myself doing. So, you know, um, Mm. it was kind of like, okay, you know, like the, the, the different topics that we talked about, it was, you know, some of them, it was like, I've, I've named these things. I've, um, recognize them and I you know I have some things in place to take care of this I mm-hmm. don't have things in place to take care of that cool so it's just kind of like building on top of what I've already started
1: um, yeah. mm, that felt yeah, really good,
0: that was, <laughs> <that feels> good. <laughs> it did it did actually like me when I had that one I was like okay okay you are actually there is an improvement happening this isn't going to be like this lifelong journey of just like starting at the root I didn't realize that's what I was doing that is
1: really really interesting I mean it's just such a different perspective because a lot of people um more people are just starting their their journeys than reinforcing their journeys it's kind of like just a game of numbers in a way like there's just more people that are starting or early in it than that have already had years in it Um, and you're one of those people who had already had years in it. And so for you to then be able to see and to affirm and validate yourself, to say that there are things that you already have down really, really good that you're really satisfied with and for you to be able to just acknowledge that within yourself is really empowering. And I love that. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) What advice would you give to someone who might feel like they're on the fence or don't know if doing a group like this, if they don't know if it's for them, what would you tell them maybe to consider or any advice, anything that you think would be important for them to know?
0: I think that you don't actually know if something is or isn't for you until you try and, um, and not just, you know, like dip your toe in it and be like, okay, I was right. I don't like it. It's, um, you know, that, that saying that I keep hearing all the time that at first I was like, ah, stop telling me that was that like the, 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 The growth is on the other side of fear or whatever doesn't, you know, like, like the change is going through that process is not easy and it's not going to be, it's not going to be comfortable. Um, I get it, it It's all just true, you know, just confronting things that are about yourself in a situation. Cause I think it's like, it can be really easy to just think the other person is the problem and if they were just different and everything would be different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that other person, yes, they might have something they need to work on, but I think we also need to acknowledge that we have things like, like we should all always wanting to be, to, to level up like who we are. Um, um, but like, I know for me, like I said, like being stuck in my head all of the time, just um, reading things or, you know, going through a, a course, solo um probably would have taken me a lot longer had I not done any kind of group work because like you know just the the conversations with other people um the support from other people it really did I think um it speed up the (laughs) process I don't know like speed up the process Mm -hmm. but just um you know just all of the different input and and conversations and topics and things that, you know, come in a group setting like that, that, you know, could take longer if you're doing it on your own. Um, if you've already thought about it, but you're just feeling nervous or scared about it, like, and yes, you should definitely do it. (laughs) Um, you know, I I think that, you know, anything that I've done so far, even if I felt like I'm not going to get anything out of this initially, it's just, you know, if you make the decision that you want to do and be different, then you have to do and be different. <laughs> so, and that means yeah. like doing things that make you uncomfortable. So,
1: it's good advice.
0: And everything's a learning. Everything's a learning opportunity. So, like whether you come out like you know fully enlightened, oh my gosh, life changing, or you just get like a couple of little nuggets out of it, like you're, you know, it's still you're going to get something out of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Great advice. Is there anything else that feels really important that we didn't touch on that you want to share?
0: Um. No, I. I, I as I said, I I could easily ramble forever on the details of things, <laughs> but I feel like we actually we, we did a uh, we did hit. Um. You know, all of the all of the big important chunks of things. Um. Yeah, I just, oh, you know, along the journey of just trusting yourself and loving yourself, at least for me, that those are the big thing. Um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, it does feel different. And I, I mean, I, I guess anybody else who maybe has gone through like an experience like that where you kind of maybe spent most of your time or your life, even on a subconscious level, like mm-hmm. doing things for... Some sort of external validation. Um, it's not as fulfilling as when you are like truly doing things from a place of like love for yourself. Like it really does all it's it just so different and mm. you know, it's 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 worth it. It is
1: so different. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it is so different. Um, and like my heart is just like overflowing and so happy to just hear like the way that you've just described everything and every answer that you've had just felt so certain like you just sound really sure and it just feels good to be in that kind of presence and that kind of energy with you because it does sound like you're really grounded and rooted and it just sounds like you feel good about you
0: i do i do and i i look back to last year two years ago five years ago and you know it's like i thought i was happy but i didn't you know COVID for all of the good and bad things that have come out of it you know just that time to really just just be with myself and and then like start doing this work um it it really has you know changed me a lot and uh i'm really happy about it
1: (laughs) that's amazing denise thank you for doing this you're welcome That marks the end of my conversation with Denise. I hope you liked it. If you did, please take a second to rate and review the podcast and don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss any in the future. If you're interested in joining group, the show in the interest form, excuse me, the interest form is linked in the show notes below and I'll talk to you soon. See you next week.